Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will right. also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that. And that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Georgia P! Period. Oh my god. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Tell me why I could cry right now. I know. I I I was thinking... I was thinking, well, I was like, I'm, I'm probably going to tear up at one I'm point. I'm literally kind of like shaking. Like, I'm so I'm, excited. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good. Oh, she got headphone headphones on. Not everybody. Oh, and a mic. <laughs> she got a mic. I know. Okay, hold up. Hold up. Here. Hold As up. I'm sitting here eating a Reese's peanut butter cup, I had a fish taco for lunch. It was very spicy. Ooh. Ooh I was like, ah, taco. you don't want this flavor in my mouth anymore. So what yeah. kind of candy? No, I feel that. Crispy and butter cup from Trader Joe's. Mm. Crispy? No, but I put it in the oh. I put it in the freezer, so it's nice and. Oh. <gasps> Hello. Oh wow. Is it so, nice? Yeah, you kind of look like you work at like a fast food restaurant though, and you're like at the drive-through. I feel like I'm at a call center. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thank you for calling. Um, one eight hundred. Uh, run a bitch. Nice, run a bitch. One hundred a bitch. Oh my god! Actually, how are you? Oh my god! How I'm doing good. I like I'm chewing right now. I'm doing good. good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm killing life right now. Yeah, I you am, are. I'm working so much, like full time AF. She works hard for her money. She works I hard do. for her money. I do. So I hard for it, honey. Money. So you better treat her right. I spend too much money. I don't know what it's okay too. I have a shopping thing. I've realized, and I figured this out like literally a couple of days ago, my favorite way to distract myself anytime I have like anxiety or like bad vibes within my eating disorder, I'm like, I'm just going to go shopping. 100%. I think I think that I deserve to just go, I'm just going to peruse and then I end up buying 100%. a bunch of things. But, 100%. You know? Oh, oh, throw. Okay. Yeah. I compared to what I used to spend in food for like binge eating and like in my disorder to to shopping for like actual life things I think I think it's a good switch I actually have to tell you a funny story that I've been wanting to tell you but I've been waiting until I could tell you in person I haven't said on the podcast yet either but I think it's hilarious and it's not meant to be sad but I just think it's funny okay <laughs> me <laughs> okay so I um I obviously I graduated and yeah, um congratulations thank you thank you and so I was looking for new jobs and like a part of me is like okay like, I kind of really want to become, like, an eating disorder counselor. Like, yeah, it could be kind of fun, cute, and quirky. I'm in a good, like, <laughs> spot right now. Cute and quirky to just go back. Fun, cute, quirky, yeah. But. Let's pour in sure for other people. Yeah. But, so, I, 
I applied for like in disorder, like positions, counseling positions. And I specifically applied with CFD. And I like got a phone call interview. Like I was interviewed. It went like really well. And I was like, okay, yeah, like maybe I'll actually get this. I I applied for the res house that we were literally, that we met at. Which uh-huh. I think it's funny to go back. I, I didn't get, spoiler, I didn't get the job. That's okay. But this is why. Because I was sitting and reflecting and the interview went well. And I think that like I would do a decent job like in that role. Uh-huh. But I AMA'd from their PHP program like four months prior. <laughs> okay. Not even four okay. months. I was like, no. I, I could just imagine like the person like sitting at like the desk, like just searching my name once they realized I was in like their database. And then it's like January 2022, AMA. AMA. <laughs> it's like, we're, no, so so we're not going to give that girl the job. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I feel like yeah. That, yeah, I feel like that exact thing would happen to me if I applied at Alexian Brothers in Schaumburg just because of the amount of, t- A, the amount of time. <laughs> The amount of times I was admitted there, and and two, I the amount of AMAs. Yeah, God, yeah. You'd be like, this person is not a good influence. I don't think that she's AMA from a PHP program twice now. I don't think that we should let her in. And I'm like, oh. honestly, I got kicked out for smoking weed. I got kicked out for smoking weed. <laughs> that's so, not fair. That it's that's legal. It's legal you. now. It's legal yeah. now. So that's not fair. I you was underage, but scratch that from the records. Scratch that from the records. It doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, different story. Do you, you remember? Know. Do you remember when I got out? No, you didn't. Who got out before? We got out before. Um, Mo, is that her last name? Mo, Mo. The gal pals we used to watch. I can't think of their last name. Say the The gal pals we used to watch. Are you the one with? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they wanted this. M- MP. Yeah, M- MP, 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 MP. I don't know why I thought Mo, but um, and we they wanted oh, this. Because you called her Mo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. You're right. You're right. You're right. I did. Can, so we can say Mo. I can say Mo. Yeah. And, and they were like begging you to send them fucking jewels. <laughs> oh, my God. In yes. the mail. Yes. Her, her, she was like, yeah, she was like, honestly, like, if you just go get a disposable and you can leave it under the stairs. And like, I was like legit thinking about it. Can you send it like in a stuffed animal or like something? Yeah. We didn't. Obviously, I didn't do that, uh, yeah. but it's funny. Yeah. Also, to on to that like story we used to georgia and i there's a period in residential where every single night so after like p.m snack you have time to like go up and get like ready for bed and then you don't have to go to bed immediately but like a lot of people choose to do it and i norm i did it for majority of the time there yeah so there was probably like a week where all we did there's like three of us we go downstairs and just watch are you the one for like for like two hours for like two hours and it'd just be three of us and everybody else would be in bed and we'd be like freaking out of the screen God. eventually the staff eventually the staff started watching it with us too like <laughs> we would have a great time we love reality fun. tv love reality tv oh well honestly and then it I, turned into a problem yeah <laughs> whatever 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 what what doesn't turn into a problem when you have enough time too much time with people with the same people <laughs> yeah no for real for long periods of time Except if you're me and Lauren. Yeah, then you're fine. Then you just are <laughs> grooving. Because oh. honestly, like, you just know, you just, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like our milieu, when it was at its prime. Was we at just, its prime. Yeah, like, we just were really good about knowing when, when somebody wanted to talk or when somebody just, like, needed a little bit of space or, yeah, we had a really good milieu. And then we point. had a child come along. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Do you remember that morning? Oh my god, the first morning. 
It was, it was, an, it was, they came in the evening. They came in the and evening, but um, the first morning the when we're all, all of us are trying to sleep. <laughs> and they're yeah, just because, like, because in treatment centers, like we, you are woken up from anywhere, anywhere from like five in the morning to like 6.30 a.m. Because you have to be ready for breakfast at 7.30, you guys. So they wake you your ass up. I was famously <laughs> not woken up. Georgia never woke up. My wake up time was 5.45. And Georgia- Mine was like 6.45 and and it still wasn't enough. And there was a period where Georgia and I literally had beds right next to each other. And I'd be like- like the last month. Yeah, for the last month. And I would like turn the lamp on like right next to our bed so I could like do my makeup. And Georgia would just be knocked out. And I would keep being like the- um, Is it, you'd be like, is it okay if I do my makeup over like my bed? I'd be like- and I died too because whoever was like the morning counselor would like come in and keep trying to wake you up. And then eventually they'd be like, can you just try to get her up? And then it'd be like every five minutes, they'd be like, Georgia, you got to wake up. You can't wake up, girl. You give her about to head down. You got to get up. You'd be like, I'm yeah. getting up. I'm getting up. And you never did. And then I was just knocked back out. Knock I was in out. dream world. I'm in dream world. I'm in dream world every single night. I'm dream such world. a heavy sleeper. Uh, but okay, back to the story. You. <laughs> You wake up really early in the morning, so... Oh, yeah. We wake up really in the morning, so... So... <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this. So we wake up... Okay, I know where you're going. So we wake up early in the morning, and then after you eat breakfast, majority of the time, everybody just falls back asleep because it's still only, like, 8 a.m., so everybody wants to go back to sleep. Georgia, please continue. Yeah. So everybody's awake, right? And we head down to the milieu. And mind you, it's like still 7 a.m. because that's when you're supposed to be in the milieu because breakfast is like a half hour after everybody's settled or something like that. And um, and that's honestly a majority of every treatment center. That's pretty much how this works, right? Because we have to make the food, whatever. So we're all sitting in the milieu and everybody gets in their spot and gets comfy because we get to sleep for another half hour. Like who the fuck would I want to sleep for another <laughs> half hour? And this person... This person. It's, her, it's their first day it's too. The first it's first morning. It's literally yeah. the first morning. Yes. Like we haven't, like, you know, not to talk to each other until after breakfast. Like it's impossible. We're all in treatment for eating disorders. Like we're, it's, it's a very anxiety provoking too. Like if you're not falling asleep, like you might be anxious as fuck for breakfast or what have you, you know, it's the first meal of the day, you know, it could be great. It could be bad. Mm-hmm. And really setting the tone, really setting the tone. Exactly. So everybody's kind of getting comfy. I end up falling asleep. A bunch of everybody else ends up falling asleep. And all of a sudden this person is, you know, this person's 18, like newly, clearly. And they go, Hey guys, is it okay if I read some Harry Potter? I'm just really practicing like my reading you know, and just like reading in front of people and me being, you know, I feel I was you're being always an empath. You're an empath. <laughs> me, an empath. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Sure. Why don't you read a few sentences? Like challenge that social anxiety. That's what I said. I was like, okay, sis, like challenge that social anxiety. Go off. Yeah. Like I was just trying to be supportive for a little bit. Me assuming that, you know, she was going to read like a page. <laughs> This went person, on a monologue. She went on a monologue. This person read the entire Declaration of Independence. I just remembered that, like, as it was going on, because so they have the couches where I sit up is there's like an outer circle of couches and then like an inner circle of couches. And yeah, what kind it's of happens like four is four corners and then yeah, the middle sectional. Yeah. And what happens is like the longer you're there, the closer to the center that you move. And um, I just remember it was like you and I think EB were sharing a couch at the time, and me and JV were sharing a couch. JV was passed out. That girl could sleep Every through, morning. could keep yep. sleep through anything, but she she's passed out, and I just keep looking over at you and EB. And Me and like, Lauren kept making eye contact, and, and I was I, like, 
Oh, and uh, and uh, T, Mama T. Oh, Mama T, yeah. And she was just getting filled with rage, and I was feeding off of her rage because I was just like, "Fuck!" Like I was the one that let this girl start, and like <laughs> I have to be the one to tell her to stop. <laughs> I don't even remember how it stopped. I do know that it started, that it started, and it did stop. It had a start and end to I it. Think but Mama T said something. Somebody she said was something. Like, okay, like 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 now it's time for us to just like chill and settle down. I don't think. They really got the hint because I'm pretty sure they, they kept going. <laughs> I don't think they got the message. That was so funny. That was uh, so funny. Oh, and then we were all just like pissed at breakfast. We knew. <laughs> just like triggered every single one of us. Wait, we're just like, we're done. George, I already told you this, but I want to share it on the podcast too because yeah. I want to tell you the full story about what happened. So I went back to, I like how we haven't really done any introduction about I know, ketchup. I know. We'll, get, we'll get to that up. after the story. We're just telling stories. Yeah. So um, when I was at PHP this past winter, I went to the same place that we were at a year ago, the place where we made our video. But um, I was talking to some of the girls because a lot of the girls come from the residential house that we were at as well. Yeah. And while we were at the residential house, we you play table games and right. we played a table game called got it which is where you think of something like you say a word and then you random. try to connect the words yeah random words it was like a trend on tiktok for a second it is actually and i was upset it was a little weird i was like <laughs> i wanted to, to gatekeep i, I literally was about to say gatekeeping got it gatekeeping got it sorry that's only for when you're it's a table game that's a table game that's not a tiktok trend that's a table game table game <laughs> but so the word that two people landed on was George Clooney and we thought it was super hilarious. <gasps> so then it became our little like bit of like the time mm. we were there. And um, we printed out a bunch of pictures of George Clooney and put them all over the residential house. Yeah, and we were I like hiding them. Not, we were hiding them. Yeah, we hid them. And I should you not, a year later, I was talking to one of the girls that just came from the rest house and I was like, question. I was like, this is random. It might be really weird, but did you ever find any pictures of like George Clooney there? And she was like, Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's and I was like, you're kidding. And I was like, that's was that so you? Funny. I was like, that was like me and my friend like over a year ago. So um, our legacy after a year reigns on, lives on. We live. George on. Clooney is still there. George Clooney is still alive and, and it was Spider Man. It was Spider Man on the on the fan before before him, but yeah. we had to we had to retire Spider Man. Had to retire Spider Man and George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney took over. But I just thought that was so funny. And I was like, oh my god, to say a year later, and it's they're literally it rains on. No, that's hilarious. Yeah. Let me say we're just really influential people. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw. So- yeah. Wait. I saw. Wait. Wait. Let's do an introduction. Okay. Hi, Georgia Peach. Hi, honey girl. God, I miss <laughs> that so much. Miss that Welcome too. back to eat the fucking food. My name's eat Lauren. Dude, my name's Georgia. Yeah, she's Georgia. And oh we're god, gonna eat the fucking food. We're gonna eat the fucking food. So we've been, we've been eating the fucking food. So yeah. Georgia and I started this podcast about a year ago. Um, I I think it's funny because I get like random DMs or like there's a questions like on my TikTok. It's like, where'd your co-host go? Where'd the co-host go? <laughs> and it's like we just have busy lives. We got really busy. Georgia moved. Yeah. I started. School I moved again. to Florida. Yes, yeah. and I started working full time, and I'm at um a marijuana dispensary now, which I, I yes, love. You I are. love my coworkers. I'm doing I'm doing really well. Like work work life. That's amazing, G. Because I remember. Yeah where you were work life when we were at like PHP and the amount of stress that you felt like within that job yeah I know like the night and day difference between that is astonishing like and I used to think that my previous job was you know one of the better places I had been at but it was very very stressful and quite toxic and Mm -hmm. you know 
I was the youngest person there too. And I, I'm pretty sure I was the only one who was suffering with mental health. So, you know, the people around me didn't understand it. Me being in the workplace that I'm in right now is ideal as fuck. Cause everybody around me, we're all within like 10 years of each other. Most of us are in our twenties and yeah, it's just really nice. And a lot of us understand each other and they're really graceful with me and and that's awesome yeah I'm I can so actually glad you found a like healthy environment to be able to like still oh God, recover while still like working kind of like mm-hmm. molding into like mm-hmm. what your life is going to be like and I get excited to go in like I don't hell dread yes going in. yeah wait do you get a discount oh you know they take care you of me lucky bitch I in yeah. general I could be better about trying to like fit a meal plan within my mm-hmm. work um, and it's easy to get snacks in and it's easy to, cause I get a 30 minute break. So like, obviously I can eat lunch and stuff. So yeah. I, I have been really good about, cause I'll wake up in the morning and go to Starbucks and get a coffee and some type of like food item, whether that be a sandwich or like a muffin or something. Look at you go. Um, yeah. Nice, and then I'll, George. yeah. George, you're doing so well. Yeah, I try. I'm, I'm actually doing the best I ever have. Like definitely. I'm so proud of Which you. Which is so exciting to say. I'm so proud of you. And that is so exciting. It's so And I'm weird. so happy that you're back on the podcast. I've Me missed too. you so much. So much. It's going to be, I, I definitely want it to be more regular. It's, Hell yeah. It should be more regular because I remember doing these more often, obviously, uh, within the last, like, earlier last year. And it was, it just felt so good afterwards to debrief mm-hmm. and talk to you about it. And regardless of our disorders like how much we can relate emotionally like it's just so necessary to have that I feel your wisdom you wise <laughs> you wise girl <laughs> Look at you go. speaking of yes. I saw the TikTok that you posted and you were like does anybody have questions and I thought that was really cool that you posted that I like we got that. some and we got yeah. some so we can cool. answer them yeah that's what we can talk about today because I was like I don't really know what we can talk about other than just I was like thinking catch about up that. and ask some questions. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. Yeah, and then I saw your TikTok and I was like, perfect. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So if you don't follow us on TikTok or our social medias, we ask questions and we're pretty interactive on it. Like if you DM us, I love we getting We both D- pretty much post every day too. Yeah. So. I love getting DMs from people that listen to the podcast in this whole time. It literally makes me so happy. Also, to plug again, I started a Instagram page for eat the fucking food so make sure to go follow that one i saw that too i followed that yeah 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 you did yeah you did look at us yeah so make sure to go follow those for to stay up to date on all things to do with georgia and i and the podcast i'll be more posty i'll be more posty about the podcast too because i need to get it like back into into the air on my end as well yeah i'm so excited because i feel like that now that i've like graduated and i really don't have like i don't have a job right now i'm searching for a job and i have should hear back this week for maybe a job but i'm also in a really good Good. financial place to like not like need to find one right away so i have this time and energy to focus on growing the podcast even more and expanding the audience and everything. And I'm really, really, really excited to be able to put finally like energy towards it that I've been wanting to put towards it for a really long time. But just there's other things that take priority at the given time. And right now this is a priority. Yeah. And we're both and I feel like we're both in like such good places to do it too. We are. Like I can definitely say like when we started the podcast, like me personally, I was in like a rocky place I thought I was doing a lot better than like I actually was but like now Understood. I feel like I'm so 
close and as close as I've ever been to like that other side of everything. Ah, and it's just, it's just so exciting. Doesn't it feel good? It feels feel so, so good. good. It feels I know. so good. Like, honestly, like I was thinking about that Because you've today. chipped away at so much. Yeah. And like, oh, and it feels just like your head feels like it's finally been like, like kind of- yeah rarely added a little literally like I mean I still obviously probably, probably both suffer from like some thoughts like it doesn't all just automatically 100%. go away but yes. the amount of like less noise in my head and less like constant conversations with myself oh like god I am so thankful to not hear it's my heart so happy so happy it's so nice I was actually gonna ask what's your favorite thing about your recovery right now that's like giving you oh I it's actually kind of funny but it's I I saw TikTok the other day and it was there's a trend going around and it's like um the first part of the of the TikTok is like when you're sitting like and it was about and it was about food it was like when you're sitting eating something and you finished it and you remember you have an eating disorder but you your eating disorder was from three years ago and it's like boom and then you go back because it like ended (laughs) I thought that was so funny because I go, I, that is funny. happens to me at least like a couple times a week where I'm like sitting, eating something and I'll have this random, like almost like shock or like, or, like, what am I doing? And then I'm like, nah, chill. That was you, like, man. It's okay, so girl. I just feel like it's, I'm really, it feels really good to have a super fast moment of like that doubt mm-hmm. or that, um, that urge, I guess, to want to use behaviors and yeah. then almost immediately being like, hell no. It is no, so no, weird. No. Yeah. I relate to that like extremely. The fact that like sometimes I feel like I'm past this phase, but there's definitely a phase where I felt like guilty for not feeling guilty about Ugh. like using behaviors. Like Ugh. I, yeah, like there was a, definitely I a solid time. That. I think like really during this like spring and this past like last semester, like there, I feel like it went in a stage of like, I feel totally free and super happy. And like, I'm challenging my disorder and this rocks. And then it like turned to a point where it's like, wait a second. I don't feel why don't I this feel guilt anymore. Like, why am I, yeah. Why am I not feeling as bad as I had before? And like, not wanting to self-hate myself so much. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I, that was a pretty hard, um, like part to get to, to pass mm-hmm. because because you're so used to being mean to yourself and punishing yeah. yourself. And when you finally ha- like are eating something that you in the past have, ch- have been super anxious about or something and you feel no guilt afterwards, that is such a surreal feeling. Um, it's almost like a dis- disassociation at, at one point because you're, Honestly. you're trying to feel the way you felt in the past, but you can't. Yes. And it's, and it's like, why and how? And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Legitimately, I feel like I felt that way. And I think that when I was having my, my, when my sick brain was like really, really like there is when I would feel that way. And then it would feel almost disappointing to not feel that way anymore. And yes. Like, why, why do I not feel guilty? Why do I not seem to care? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Because this of my ED. Relapsing. Yeah. Because this ED is like in the back of your head is like, you know, in the past that we felt a certain way about this. Like we should be feeling a certain way about this and you're not like, that's kind of weird. Like, I, I yeah. feel like that's how my Edie kind of talks to me is um, she's a bitch. Like she's yeah. like a high school bully almost. Yeah. But the fact that like, I feel like I used to feel the way a lot. Like for example, I yesterday, 
Yesterday, Kyle and I went to Costco. Big fan of Costco. And every I time we go Costco. to Costco, um, the like frozen yogurt or like soft serve they have there mm. smacks. It's oh my god, it's so, so good. It's so good. It's and, so creamy. Yeah, literally. And you're like, okay, is this custard? Is this ice cream? You're like, it's what I want to know. You gotta get a little Costco? bit of that. You gotta try a little bit of the berry compote on top of it. It's really yeah, good. That sounds yummy. I we mm. bought raspberries, so I just took the raspberries out of the oh, container and I just threw it in there. Period. It was good. It was good. Yeah. But um, it was one of our actual like first. I wouldn't consider it a date, but it's one of <laughs> like our first like, time hanging out. Yeah, little tasks. things. We went to the Costco <laughs> together, and because I wanted the ice cream, and we got it, and that was probably like two or three months ago and like I just remember at the time having all these thoughts like oh I need to make sure that I he eats more Don't than eat. I eat yeah yep. and that like I'm eating at a correct pace and like really like was planning around that one ice cream and then of- yeah and then yesterday not a single little one of those thoughts came in my head and I was like this is growth I was like this is that growth. is growth it and is that's cool and it's cool to be able to sit and like reflect on how you have been like able to rewire your brain like isn't that insane that's in- absolutely crazy <laughs> i know we have that much power and control over it so I if know. you listen to this and you feel like that you're stuck in that cycle of guilting yourself for either eating or not eating know that eventually if you keep doing that opposite action and if you keep pushing forward it'll get smaller and smaller so much easier and then it gets easier yeah Yeah. your brain becomes literally trained you know Mm -hmm. and it takes so long for us to develop all of the thoughts and behaviors in the eating disorder that we have so give yourself time please and give yourself grace because it's not going to take overnight you know yeah it's 21 days to form a habit type shit it's going to take 21 days to break it type true that hey georgia bonjour lauren Let's answer. <laughs> Anywho, okay. Let's answer some questions. Let's answer some questions. Okay, so I asked on TikTok and Instagram if there were any questions about recovery, disordered eating, diet culture, anything under the sun that has to do with what we talk about on this podcast and we got some questions so georgia and i are going to answer some questions i want to start making this like more of maybe like a monthly thing like once a month we do like a question episode q a q a a big q a yeah. yeah so okay i want to start with this one that my dad asked Shout out to my father my dad's yeah. my dad's cool my dad is very very supportive and wonderful all right same we love our, we have a very supportive Men who family. support. Men who support. We love it. All right. So my dad asked the most important thing in getting the most out of treatment. What do you think you would say is the most important thing with getting the most out of treatment? Damn, that's a good question. For me, I would say, in my opinion, you're only going to get what you give to it. So, and I'm speaking from, again, like experience, like I've shared the story before that when I went into PHP the first time, I was not even remotely close to being in the mental place to wanting to recover or wanting Mm -hmm. to receive help or thinking I even needed help. So I wasn't going to get anything out of that stay. And I I didn't get anything out of that stay. 100%. Yeah. So I think that you have to want it and put in that energy and put in that like effort. Like nobody can like, coddle your hand and really force you 
Otherwise, it's just not, it's not going to work. No. And, and, and obviously based on experience, you know that, and I know that mm-hmm. like, it's just, if you, if you don't want to recover, it's not going to work. And honestly, it's, it's still great that you are put in that situation because God forbid, if you weren't, it, it was only going to get worse. So things, things do happen for a reason. I do believe that. Yeah. I don't know. In, in certain circumstances, I guess, but, but yeah, like even when you are in treatment, if you find yourself in treatment and you don't even want to be there, you're going to find yourself thanking whoever the hell, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to find yourself thanking your parents, thanking whoever put you there yourself. You're going to find yourself thanking yourself or whatever. I think it that, really that happened. Yeah. I think it really comes back to like a mindset thing. Like when you're receiving treatment, like if you want to receive treatment and you want to get the most out of it, then you're going to get things out it's of it. But work. if you're there and you're the whole entire time, like thinking like, I don't need this. I'm don't really struggle that much. Like this isn't for me. Like I'm not like almost the whole, like not sick enough mindset. Like if you go in with those walls up and you're not willing to let your guard down and to give over that control, then you may get some things out of treatment. Like I'm saying, not saying that I didn't get like, I got nothing out of the first time I went to treatment. I obviously learned a lot still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're going to learn something each time, but it really comes down to how willing you are wanting to be within your recovery. And I think, I think to bounce off of that, the hardest thing about that is struggling with, you know, the worthiness in Mm -hmm. that piece it's not something that we both know that it's not something that I can just automatically switch off and be like, okay, I want to recover today. Like, I just want to recover now. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like everybody who goes through um, an eating disorder is in that situation where they, obviously they don't want to recover because it provides you with whatever it does. And, you know, it, it takes going through those phases as well, you know, to get to where, to where it is. I feel like everybody you know, obviously it's, a, it's a stage, it's, yeah. it's stages, you know, you go through denial and then, mm-hmm. and then you go through the contemplating and then you start border ordering each. Start dipping each your little line. toe into recovery. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe like you see me. what the other side smells like. What does it look over here? And then you say, it might be a little scary. You might need to back up a little bit. Nothing wrong with right. that. And then you move so forward back into it. Side. Yeah. You're so used to over here and that's what yeah. I know, but what's over here? Like, that's yeah. a cool little, that's a cool little thing, but cool. yeah. Next question on, um, how do you use social media in a positive way? What to avoid and tips for minimizing comparison? That's a huge thing for me. I, I feel like I, every day am unfollowing accounts multiple mm-hmm. times. And I sad because sometimes like those accounts are ones that at one point in my recovery brought me like inspiration or motivation, but then like eventually it's like, I'm, I'm in a different stage. It did, It wasn't what you needed anymore. Yeah, it's not what I need to be consuming anymore or seeing anymore. Like back in the day, almost being able to see like what I eat in a day is like really helped me or really like gave me some sort of comfort. Sure. And now I don't really have an interest in watching them. I'd rather consume like somebody telling their story versus like actually like seeing it. Or right. even like when it comes to realizing what accounts benefit you and what don't benefit you like it can be really hard to have to differentiate and recognize what purpose they're like serving when it comes Mm -hmm. to accounts that you may have engaged with and followed for 
your whole life. I'm specifically talking about like relationships and with like friends. Like I've had to unfollow multiple friends that I've had since like fifth grade, just yeah. because the fact that they may be so deeply enmeshed within diet culture and not realize it. And it's nothing ill of them. Like that's not their fault. We just live in a society that really perpetuates it and values yeah. it. And that's and it's super sad. Yeah. And it's ingrained. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day I'll be at a point to be able to separate their content from like them as like a person, but knowing where I'm at right now and my triggers and what I need for my recovery, it's the healthiest thing for me to do. Good what for are you. your tips on how to form a healthy relationship with social media? Um, I definitely, I definitely know that I have a specific like algorithm on my phone, like set on my TikTok. So I know that my phone will like show me more things if I spend more time looking at them and scrolling past the ones really quickly that I don't want to like on my for you page anyway, because I won't even follow specific accounts. And sometimes things will pop up on my for you page, like that I don't want to see. So I know to scroll past those really quickly and to make my for you page more diverse as well. I'll make sure to like scroll past to, to find someone different or something different, Mm -hmm. whether that be like a person of color, whether that be a person with a disability, whether that be um, a craft thing or like a satisfying thing or something knowledgeable. Like I've been super into plant TikTok and foraging talk. I would love to forage, but I'm scared of Florida forest tree. I'm scared of forest trees in general. So you're good. Yeah. I completely agree with that though. I found myself a lot recently as well, following different shapes, sizes, like everything to do with just like as 100%. many different types of people on social media as I possibly can. Cause that's because the world, baby. That's it's the world. Not, it's not, you know, skinny, tall, white girls only. Literally, literally. And it's like, they're posting fantastic content and I love to see it. And like seeing these normal bodies exist on my for you page and within my social media helps me feel more confident in my normal body because yeah. And it helps me with my self-love as well. I really, I would agree with that as following and interacting with as many different types. Yeah. Educate yourself, you know, like, go out of your bubble, look at different things, look at different people. Yeah. And like recognize that like you do have control over what you're consuming when it comes to the type of social media that you're allowing. It's hard again. It may be uncomfortable, but, but Mm -hmm. unfollowing that, that what I eat in a day or unfollowing that, um, body checking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, will really, really benefit you because it's so ingrained in, in society and like, we just need to chip away at that as quick as possible. And I think we're doing, I think we're doing well, but we're still doing really, really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Next question. Can you talk about being comfortable with your appearance (laughs) post-recovery? Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're literally, I like saw your brain process it and then I saw you react. (laughs) I'm sorry guys. I don't mean to like, I don't mean to like body image is the last thing to go, baby girls. Mm-hmm. So and boys, baby girls and boys. And they and them. baby girls, boys and they and them. And yeah, that is that that's definitely still something I struggle with. I I um I have a really hard time still identifying, you know, just like 
what I should or shouldn't look like. And, and the shoulds and, and shants are shit. So the shoulds and shants are shit. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, I think it's been, I go through like phases of when I feel comfortable and appreciative of my body. I've been really trying to recognize my body for just being a body. And I think that goes into the whole body neutrality mindset. Yes. Yes. I am a firm, firm believer as much as I support the body positivity movement. And if you follow a movement and that has worked for you in your recovery, that's amazing. I'm not trying to dismiss it at all. But 100%. for me, yeah, being able to just separate all emotions from the way that I look is the healthiest way for me to think yes. about it. Like to be able to think about my body outside of what it looks like, like more into like what it can do for me, what it has done for me, what it allows me to do. Like I went rock climbing the other day. Yes. Yeah. I, it allows me to spend time with my family. I went to like a winery the other day or a wine place with like my parents too. And it's like, without being, without like properly fueling myself, I wouldn't be able to do any of those things. So it's like, no matter what my body looks like, it's still, and no matter what it's needing me to consume, it's allowing me to do those things. And it's Agreed. giving me the opportunity to live this life. Agreed. I also, and that's how I have to view it. Yeah. And I think the reframe for me too, that's helped so much. And it something from like the beginning of my recovery journey is like recognizing that no matter how hard I tried at the end of the day to control the way that my body looked, eventually, like there was no physical possible way that it would be a lasting effort. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, your body, you. your body is meant to change throughout the stages of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One thing that's really helped me is knowing that that my body is going to change and it's not supposed to look like what it, what it did when I was 16 or when I was 18 or when I was 21 mm-hmm. and when I turned 25, you know, like it's always going to be an ever-changing thing too. And yeah, it's not something that's manageable. And yeah. I realized that. Mm-hmm. All right. So this question... Um, I can't really speak a lot on it because I have not personally suffered from binge eating disorder, but mm-hmm. did a question of if we could touch on binge eating disorder, just because that yeah. not many people talk about that versus like anorexia, orthorexia. So absolutely. George, yeah. and in the rain over to you. Here I go. So <laughs> here I go. <laughs> buckle so, up, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Immediately what comes to my mind when I think of binge eating disorder, Uh I think of how the fuck did we get this damn hungry? So it's not, it's not, it just, it never starts with, oh my God, I'm eating all this food. It always starts with, I'm restricting myself. So you don't, you don't just randomly wake up one day and start binge eating. Your body over time becomes deprived of what you love fats, carbohydrates, you know, at least for me anyway, like those were the, those were the foods that I was depriving myself of for diet culture reasons. And over time, your body loses those nutrients that it needs and your brain becomes so damn hungry for those. So it doesn't just start with the binge eating. It starts with the restriction. Like we have to take a look at ourselves and, and allow ourselves to eat that damn cookie because if we restrict ourselves with this fucking cookie for six months we're gonna see a cookie and if you struggle with binge disorder anyway it's gonna be very hard to stop eating this sleep of cookies so that's how you know that's how it started for me it always starts with the what am I depriving myself of because I 
that's what yeah. makes me bingey. And almost like not even what are you depriving of yourself, like physically food wise, but like, what are you depriving yourself of too? Cause I know that like, exactly. Yeah. There have been times where I, I don't want to come out and say that I've had like a binge experience. I don't think that any of what there's, I, there's also an emotional binge yeah, too, yeah. which is a hundred percent true because it can be the pace you're eating your meal. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, the feelings you're so trying much. to like ignore. Yeah. I feel like that there have been times where I've caught myself almost within the act of feeling like, am I eating this food right now? Because I want it and my body wants it. And like, I, this is a recovery thing or am I eating this food because I'm trying to numb out this emotion that or like something's coming up or I'm like that type of mindset too, when it comes to like binging. And I think that people often think about binging as just like, eating past a point of like fullness like I and I that's where I would take accountability within my own disorder is that my disorder really I think screwed up the definition of what binging is and again binging can look different for like so many people 100%. but at least I know within the fat phobic world that we live in anytime that I ate past a point of fullness I'd be like wow I just like I binged, binged. Yep. and that is not what the actual like medical definition Correct. of like a binge would be Correct. Yeah, I think. Do you um, think that that adds to the stigma of it at all of binge eating? The fact that so many people, not like throw around the world word or like don't understand what it is, or yeah, yeah, I think there's a connotation that binging has, and I think um, people equate binging to eating a vast amount of food past fullness, and I think people equate binging to fatness, mm-hmm. and and. Um, I think, oh, I had, I had such a thought in my mind. You can find it. You can find it. I can. I can. Pause. Take a second. Oh, say, okay. It's back. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so binging at, I, at points in my lives met different things. Like Lauren was saying, like they can, they can be so many different things. They can be emotional and they can be, um, physical with food or, um, just like, yeah, what what you were saying. And I think it's also natural culturally and in America anyway, like for holidays, you know, people celebrate with food and it's normal to feel overly full and indulge a bit. So I think I had to struggle. I had to uh, um, get over struggling with that feeling as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but binge eating, I feel like it never starts with a binge. It always starts with restricting. And it's hard. It's hard to allow yourself that one cookie in the moment because your brain might tell you that it's wrong or, or, you know, whatever, but it's, you know, treat yourself. You can, it's, it's so natural and, and, you know, I love cookies. Yeah. I've almost like realized that within my like anorexia too is something that throughout my recovery what I realized is that like, if I allow myself to eat the food that I want to eat, I'm not going to think about the food. Like, exactly. isn't, isn't that insane? Isn't that almost crazy that like, if I allow myself to like, eat the ice cream when I want it, I'm not going to want ice cream every single night of the week. Exactly. Maybe, actually, maybe I do. I'm in a phase right now. It's summertime. I'm and on an ice cream no, cake. So and normal. that's so normal. But like that, I won't be thinking about it every single night and I think that that used to worry me that I was like if I let myself eat this food I'm gonna be wanting to eat it all the time yeah and it's like no that's not how your body works some days no, you're gonna crave- because I crave fruits and vegetables exactly and, and yeah I crave everything you know because you allow yourself to eat everything exactly and allowing your body to do that is going to prevent 
you know, all the, all the future disordered behavior Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you've been cycling through. Yeah. All right. So our last question of the day, it's kind of a broad one. So I guess like answer it how you would like to, um, how do you help people understand like how to be supportive or like, how can you support friends with an eating disorder? Mm -hmm. In my mind, the answer goes back to what I talked about when Sedona and Lauren came on the podcast and like how they are such ideal support systems because I never one felt judged, never two felt unintelligent for Mm -hmm. having the disorder or like stupid. I never felt stupid within anything I was suffering with Mm -hmm. and that they were always, I think the biggest thing is to not assume that you know how to support the person. I think every yeah. single person that is suffering from any mental illness, not even eating disorders, needs support in a specific way, like their own way. So the way that I need support isn't going to be the same as the way that Georgia needs support. Yes. So being able, yeah, so being able to shift the way that you are supporting a person and adapt ask, yeah adapt to what they're going to need each day literally like some days yeah some days i'm going to need more words of affirmation and words of encouragement other days i'm going to need honestly something like physical touch is going to be and i have to that, like, helps me. That. yeah yeah and that's not something that you need to put just full responsibility on yourself to like know that and be no able to, like, yeah see that that's also on whoever is the partner needing or person support, or friend yeah. that's needing that support yes 100 agreed agreed yeah i also think my take is um, I hate, hate advice giving. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the most frustrating things yeah. in support from, from friends and family. Cause you don't know, you no. don't. Exactly. And- like literally, like, I think listening is such a huge thing and like understanding that when I think advice giving goes along with the lines of like fixing, I, that was a huge mm-hmm. thing for me and my dad speaking about my dad. Like we went through phases of my time in recovery where he tried so hard to fix it or change it or take control of it. And I think it's recognizing that you, your support can't fix them. Your support, it isn't something that needs to be fixed to begin with, but that your support isn't going to be the soul of their recovery. Exactly. Exactly. It is on that person, you know, and that person, um, a lot of the responsibility is on them to tell you what, what they need and and all you have to do is is have is have Empathy. open ears and a very very open mind yeah just listen <laughs> like honestly listening and validating that's like the biggest thing there's sometimes when validating it's like, is huge. yeah validating is huge for me all right to wrap up georgia's coming back episode <laughs> we love it um georgia <laughs> what are you gonna do to take care of yourself this evening uh tonight i'm gonna take a shower and brush nice. my teeth nice um, and then I'm also going to change my bong water. <laughs> we love it. We love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. About you? Um, I am going to probably go for a walk. It's like kind of like cool outside, except for the fact that I lose my headphones. I lose my headphones. This is why I won't allow myself to buy a pair of AirPods because I know I'm going to lose them. Yeah. I used like the corded <laughs> ones and I've lost every single pair. I had like five pairs. I've lost them all. I know Bong. where one of the pairs is. It's at Kyle's house, but I can't get that. So me with chargers well george i'm so happy that you're back i'm so happy that i'm back it was so nice this was so great i'm so excited to get to start continuously doing this again set more of a schedule me too too. it'll be good it'll be good for us i'm excited for this next chapter of weed the fucking food and of our recovery 
And I'm yes. grateful and happy that you out there are listening to this and have chosen to continue to listen to this and yeah. hope that you tune in for the next episode of We Eat the Fucking Food. We ate that fucking food. Georgia, we ate the oh. fucking food. We eat the fucking, fucking food. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a great rest of your week. Much Goodbye. love. Much love. Bye, everybody. Bye.